Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. you're having a good day. It is really chilly here this morning. There was a wind when the, I took the kids out to the bus. I get to walk out with them every morning to make sure the dog doesn't get into trouble. <laughs> That's my job. Um, but man, it was chilly when I opened the door for the dog. He's like, uh, no thank you. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, yeah, and it looks all frosty out. It looks like winter today for sure. There's not a ton of snow, though. It's just really chilly, but that, like, deep chilly feeling where you go outside and you feel instantly cold through all your layers. So, yeah, that's what it's like here today. <laughs> so if you have any sunshine, please send it our way. That would be awesome. Um, the other day I was had a meeting with some ladies, and then after we left the restaurant, we're all standing in the parking lot going, whoa, it's sunny, and just soaking up the energy, because it's not been sunny as often here as it should be. (laughs) Come on. We need more sunshine here. Anyways, so I've had an interesting week, and as We all know what one person is experiencing. Chances are 80% of the rest of the world is experiencing it. No, maybe not that high, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the people that listen and I interact with are experiencing the same types of things in different manners. Okay, so I I did a lot of coaching this week (laughs) with people who were frustrated I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in your frustrations and just get overwhelmed and kind of drowned in them. And when that happens, it's really hard to take a step back and look for solutions because sometimes it just feels like that's not even possible. Does that make sense? Like you get so um, bogged down, it feels like quicksand in the frustrations that someone giving you another perspective is hard for you to hear. And that's something we have to be aware of and careful of because frustrations can be resolved by clear communication, the situations I'm helping with, there's a lot of miscommunications, there's a lot of misunderstandings, and I'm acting as a mediator between all the parties because I'm not really involved because I took a big step back from everything because I've been working on those big ranch projects for a few months. <gasps> Good news, I think they're going to be wrapped up this week. I'm so happy. 
beyond happy because it's taking a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of frustrations. <laughs> there was. There was a lot of frustrations, and I, I, I didn't get feisty because that doesn't work for me because I do have a temper. And I also have a little magic going on, so if I get feisty and really mad, shit goes to hell in a handbasket, man. <laughs> Ask me how many computers I've blown up. You know what? Since I really decided to embark on this understanding myself through spirituality and metaphysics journey, my life has done a complete 180. Dealing, like, it, so the gift I got this week was in, in helping the people I was helping and coaching them was that I didn't feel the way they felt. And I know in the past I would have. I would have jumped on bandwagons. I would have chosen a side. But I didn't feel that way. All I felt was deep compassion for the parties involved and really wanted to work on coming up with solutions so moving forward, things would be different for them, and it would work better. Now, I did not tell any of them that, right, because this isn't about me. But I, I want to share it with all of you because this work and, you know, doing the personal development, there is huge payoffs, huge payoffs. So these big projects I've been doing, and there's another one that I'm still working on, but I think it has to be on hold for a while. But that one's coming together in really unexpected ways that I never would have even guessed. And so that's, that's cool. But when I got frustrated, I didn't attack. Because attacking just makes the other person not want to do what you want them to do even more, right? We just dig in our heels. Like last week, I talked about the pierogi problem I had. And, you know, it was ugly and it was terrible and never working with that company again. I, I won't. Other people, if they want to fundraise through that company, have at it, but I I'm not interested. When somebody treats you the way that he treated us, I can choose not to put myself in that position again, right? And the, the coaching that situation that I'm working on right now, I hope they all understand that. I'm not sure that they do because I think they're all really like emotional about it yet, and I'm hoping to, and I'm doing it very gently. You know, plant some seeds, give them some different perspectives, some tools and tips, whether they take them or not, I don't have an investment in that. They don't have to, absolutely not. And if they do, good for them. Do it for themselves, not to, number one, please somebody else, or not to, like, just shut me up. <laughs> That's what my husband does. <laughs> yes, dear, just to shut me up. And I always say to him, really? You do remember I'm psychic. I know when you're just trying to shut me up. But that's good information, though. Because if someone's not willing to look for a solution or try to change and just constantly complaining, then that's what they want. They like what the energy of complaining creates, and they don't want to stop. 
That's a completely different scenario than being frustrated and wanting a solution so that the frustration goes away. And you have to recognize the difference when you're working with someone. Group dynamics can be like super effective or super ineffective. It is crazy. And so if you have some rumblings or some um, unfortunate energy that's creating frustration, however that's happening, you need to find a way to get clarity and all sides communicating. I mean, with the, the group I'm working with, there's some pretty um, big personalities in the group, but they're so good at what, they're, what they do, like seriously outstanding. But the conflict happens when the communications are not clear, and then their perceptions get distorted. And distorted is not even the right word. But they perceive things in a certain way, even if the other person doesn't mean it that way, but they can. And that's, you know, they get offended. I mean, <laughs> we're all discussing, and one of them brought up this thing, and I said, oh, that, that letter sucked, man. And she's like, I'm offended by that. And I'm like, sorry, but it is. It did. And, um, you know, we laughed later, and I said, look, I totally offended you, but you didn't, like, punch me or snarl at me. I told you why I thought it sucked, and you agreed, even though you worked hard on it. It didn't turn out the way they wanted. But look, we, we talked about it. We worked it out. I, she didn't, like, clam up and get offended that I was – because I wasn't attacking her personally. And really, it wasn't her part that I thought sucked. It was somebody else's part. And I also had conversations with the person that sent out the letter, like, look, this one was not good. There has to be some clarity. I can't, I can't encourage people to join this program if, I, if it's presented like this. Like, so many miscommunications are happening, and it's easy to get reactive and feisty. But we know that reacting and being feisty will not get the results. <laughs> it just doesn't. And sometimes people react that way because if they're in a leadership position, and they just have this immaturity as a leader where they think, I'm the boss, everybody should just fall in line. So funny, that's what the oracle card today said. And I was like, whoa. It doesn't matter how often I pick an oracle card and it fits exactly what's going on. Every time it makes me go, whoa, cool. It's never lost its enchantment. And it won't. So the oracle card today was about being a leader through dominance. And sometimes people can become addicted to control. And that's the downfall of all great leaders. And now I'm working with some people, and they're, all of them are in leadership positions. And they don't really understand how to work together very well. And it's an energy, it's a dynamic, and it, we can shift it, and we will shift it. I'm kind of determined on that. But I, I just have to work with all of them individually so they can understand each other's perspective because that's what's happening. 
They're just not able to communicate clearly. And instead of taking a breath, looking at it from a different angle, they're becoming annoyed with each other. And I'm hoping I can help with it. I might not be able to. Like, I'm not going to spend, you know, the rest of my life <laughs> trying to mediate. But I'm going to give it a good shot because I can. I have enough background. I have enough leadership training. I have enough communications training. I can, I can help them if they choose to, number one, accept it or um, be willing to uh, admit or be accountable for their part in the scenario. So we shall see. We shall see how it goes. Don't worry, I'll keep you posted. Because, you know, if I'm experiencing this, and, I mean, there's a big group of us that are experiencing this all together, we're not the only ones, right? We don't live in a vacuum. Okay. So here's the thing. How possibilities plays in this frustrations thing is that we can get so frustrated because we feel something has to go or be a certain way. So if I go back to the, the dominant the leader who leads by domination and you know, I'm the boss of this, you just have to listen to me and do it my way. I mean we've all experienced that in the workforce or, you know, volunteering for a group. There's people that that's, they're so frustrated maybe by something else in their life, maybe not. It's just how they do it. And it's a real turnoff, and it does not bring an effective put your best foot forward and effort forward in the group. But the thing is, they don't really know another way. Or, let's be real, they choose not to know another way. And so, when you're in that kind of situation, you absolutely get choices. You can disengage. You can say, you know what? I don't feel I'm going to be as effective as I could be in this energy or situation, so I'm going to opt out. You can get stubborn and do the best job you can anyway just to prove a point. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes that's what I do. All right. Well, you're bad-mouthing me around town and saying all these things. Well, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what you're saying because I choose to, and you're going to look foolish. Am I being petty? Probably. <laughs> Am I going to do it anyway? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> dark sides, bright sides. I don't deny it. One way to motivate me is to have a man tell me I can't do something. Hello, I grew up with brothers. <laughs> um, know what triggers you and be open to possible um, solutions that may not have occurred to you before. Here's the thing. When you get bogged down and stuck in these frustrations, you need to shake them off. Find a way to vent out the energy so you can approach it from a fresh perspective. I have this 
fabulous exerciser. So all my frustrations and stress over the last few months doing these ranch projects has been actually really good for my waistline. And those of you that know me personally, exercising, seriously, I do have an active lifestyle, but I love chips. Yum. And let's face it, I'm menopausal, man. Chips and, you know, those hormonal imbalances that lead to weight gain, you know, they're not really a good fit. <laughs> so I found a way around it. I have this fabulous exerciser, and I don't know if I want to admit this, but I actually, I think I'm wearing it out. And some screws fell out and stuff, and I'm like, oh, boy. So I'm actually returning it and getting a new one because it's working. It's seriously working. And it's not even a high energy. I don't even, like, you know, do it for an hour a day or anything. I do about 15 minutes, 20 if I'm venting out a lot of frustrations, and it's working. So find your way to vent out those frustrations. I mean, it doesn't have to be a workout. If you would have told me that's the way I vented out now, I would have laughed hysterically because seriously, not really my thing. But um, I also get to swear at cows, so that's all good. And the bulls, especially the bulls. Makes me happy. Um, So find a way to vent out the frustration so you're not venting it on other people. Because I do feel that's a big thing that's happening with this group I'm coaching right now. They're taking it out on each other. And they are frustrated with somebody else and taking it out on each other. And that's not going to work. I mean, it's not working. It's a very discord energy in the group. And it is going to change. And it's unfortunate. But it's just a cycle a group can go through. And so take note of this. And if you are experiencing extreme frustrations, where are you venting it out? Are you venting it out on someone that doesn't really deserve it? Because then you know what you're doing? You're creating more frustrations in them. And it just will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, in listening, you know, carefully, and listening to um, what all the parties are saying, I am noticing a lot of projection and mirroring. Projection is when you have something in yourself and you see it in other people. Like in having conversations, one of the people is blaming another one for doing this, this, and this, and saying things, and not always just blaming, but saying, oh, well, this person feels this way, so what can I do about that? But it's not the other person feeling that way. It's the person I'm speaking with. And I've figured that out, which is super helpful in trying to get to the bottom of all the energies. That is, well, that's blame shifting, actually. But, but the thing is, she might not know that she's doing that right? She could just be projecting. So if you're really good at something and you think somebody else is really good at it, but they may not be, but because you are, you see it in them. 
let me see if I can. I know. I just confused myself there. Let me just have a second. I have a bunch of notes. I find projection has um, a bit of an emotional charge to it. We don't like that we might be projecting our stuff onto somebody else. You know that why we spot what we got from Martha Beck? Google that if you're interested in learning like in detail how this works. Um, so, okay, she's got, it, she's got some really fantastic information about that. But I want to talk about like the, so our subconscious minds may cause us to obsess about people who mirror something in ourselves that needs our attention. So like clients bewailing the very things in others that reflect their own actions, right? So here's an example. My boss is incredibly secretive. It's so unhealthy. She's creating a culture of concealment, but don't tell anyone I said so. Oh, but so are you. And I noticed dealing with this group that they'll all talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, but they won't and vent and tell me their frustrations and ask for advice, but they won't say it to each other. And they get defensive if one of them tries. And it's really unfortunate. Okay. And I have found it really interesting that, you know, <laughs> the big personalities I'm working with, they all tell me very similar things. Like, the thing is, they're all on the same page. They just don't see it. I don't even know how to, like, describe it. They all want the same things. They all have similar approaches. But I wonder if they're mirroring in each other something that they're not sure they actually like about themselves. And that does not help this dynamic. It's interesting. But um, unfortunately, the energy of it is causing problems that we don't want to have, which is why I'm involved. Really, I, I'd rather not, but if I can help, I'm going to try, but softly and, and with everyone's, you know, everyone on board with me helping. I don't want to step on anyone's toes because then I turn around, I'll end up being the target, and I'm really not interested in that. I mean, I spent four hours at a meeting the other day, and really, I have lots better things to do with that four hours but I do care, and so do they. And that's the, the foundation that I'm working from when I'm helping them understand each other. Does that make sense? Um, let me see. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give us all clarity. Because then I'm taking you on this guided meditation, and it is 
um, about freeing yourself from expectations and creating space for unknown possibilities. What expectations do you have of yourself? So I wonder if, I mean, all these, this group I'm coaching, and they're in leadership positions and roles, or roles, roles is a better word. What if their expectations don't match their communications? So if they have a goal or an agenda in mind and they expect everyone to fall in line and be on board, but they're not communicating it effectively or clearly, that will cause huge frustrations. And if somebody wants clarity or asks you about it, try not to get defensive and just spout out off some platitude, because that's so annoying. Try to take a breath and approach it in a different manner, because they're not challenging you. They simply don't understand why, and they have reasons. And if you can get to the you know, foundation of their reasons, you'll probably agree, or you can alleviate their concerns. But lots of times when we feel challenged, we get dismissive and rude. Oh, they just want to be the boss. You know, I'm going to give myself another pat on the back. I don't, again, this is not something I say to this group, but... I mean, I live in a small town. We all know that when you say something to somebody, chances are it's going to get back to the person that you were talking about. And that did happen. And I've put aside my hurt feelings and my ego about that, and I'm engaging in helping this situation. Number one, it's all the work I've done on myself. Woo woo! I don't think I don't fall into those patterns, though, and fight back and get all petty because I do but I'm also very aware that I do have another option and I'm positive knowing me that there'll be an opportunity where I can address the rumor I heard and say really what's the deal with that and the thing is being me I'll know I'll know if they're lying I'll know if they're not. But put aside that part, if you can, find a way so that you can be more open to possibilities and not thought of solutions for your frustrations. There's always a fresh possibility. You just have to be open to it. I'm completely blown away by all the stuff that's happened in the positive this last year. It's things I never would have imagined. Even with my businesses, like, wow, you wouldn't, I would never have guessed 10 years ago that I would be a reverend officiating weddings. I was scared to public speak. Yet, here I am enjoying it. And it's 
effortless. Like, it's not even an issue. I don't freak out walking in front of the crowd. And I've done some pretty big weddings in front of some pretty big crowds. So you can change your pattern. You can. But you can also stay stuck in your patterns. And if someone challenges you and you revert back to a pattern that may not be productive, but it is your pattern, it will keep popping up until you change it. And sometimes changing it is simply acknowledging it and looking for a new possibility, a new way to handle it. And the energy of the whole world supports that right now. Wow, coming up with new ideas, new ways to get things done, new, I know, I'm going to say it again, possibilities is everywhere. Tap into that energy. Taking the time to like meditate and self-care and create that space for yourself where you can take a break from all the hecticness so that you can be open to possibilities and new ideas. That's really important. Because if you're running, running, striving, striving, working, working, and have no time or space for the chill part, it's harder for possibilities to enter. It's harder for possibilities and ideas to pop in. And if they do, you would dismiss them. Because we can get caught up in the straight lines. Our world is not straight lines. Our world is very curvy. Instead of going from A to B in a straight line, sometimes you have to go around a curve and get some more information by turning a corner and then doubling back and twisting and turning. And then the end result is better than you could ever have imagined. Feel what you feel. Notice what you notice. And be open. You got this. And being solid in understanding who you are helps you understand others. How do you know if you're projecting if you get triggered? If you get that emotional rush. So you hear about somebody doing something and you're like, oh, I would never do that, and you get emotionally triggered by it and instantly snarly and reactive. Take a breath and take a few moments later. Not write that in there because if you're talking to somebody, you don't want to do it there. And look in your life where you might do something similar. The energies of mirroring or projection are present to show you the shadow or denied parts. And you will know when you feel emotionally charged, agitated, angry, jealous. Because if you're not emotionally charged by it, it's simply interesting information. And it doesn't mean that 
once you do some work on yourself, forever and ever, you're going to just be calm, cool, collected, peaceful flower. No. But you will know why something triggers you, and then you can address that and have a healing moment. And it will create more peace in your life. You will know not to say yes to certain projects. You will know when to say yes to other projects. And then commit fully. And even though there's going to be frustrations and annoyances, your end goal makes it worth it. That end success. So I'm hoping, you know, we get a little bit of a break from frustrations and can, you know, just sort of breathe for a while. Simplify things if you can. Frustrations are going to happen. It's how you handle them or react to them is the key, right? And I just noticed that this group has got themselves in a rut of constantly complaining, and I'm hoping to inject some positive energy and turn it around a bit. I am not sure whether I'll be successful. It depends on where everybody else has everybody else is at in their journey and what they're willing to look at and what they're not. And it neither, none of it is good or bad, right? If they're not willing, that doesn't make them horrible bad people. It makes them not ready. Don't force or expect your ways of doing things or handling things to be the same for somebody else. Don't have those expectations. Well, I always did everything this way, and it was really, really effective and successful, so they need to do it that way. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're doing it this way. It's so foolish. Yeah, it's not going to work. Because the thing is, you can get stuck in a rut. Communities can get stuck in a rut, right? New business wants to come in, and they all freak out and panic. Not all of them. Enough. You know, I have a great example for that, and it's so dis- discouraging. They're, they were working on, so we have an outdoor pool in Antwistle. It's only open in the summer months because obviously it's an outdoor pool. And there was a possibility of getting us either freshening up the outdoor pool and making it bigger, better, new building, like, you know, putting some time and money into it by our county to make it a better facility for the residents. Well, it ended up exploding into this whole big thing, and people decided we should have an indoor facility like the Tri-Leisure that's in the next town over. And it got so messy and ugly that the whole thing was scrapped, and now we get nothing. And it was discouraging because a lot of the kids, like the school kids, participated in this project to get answers and information and filled in the survey. The kids did, and yet some adults used their voice in a non-productive way. They believe in dominance and who yells the loudest ruined it. Yet if they wouldn't have and the new facility was built, you know, a new outdoor pool, people would have loved and enjoyed it. I wish people understood that sometimes if they too, go too far, they ruin it for everybody, and that's on them. It's unfortunate. Okay, okay. 
last 20 minutes. So let's do our guided meditation for this mythic, magical path we're doing. So this is number six. And this one helps us be free from expectation and allow unknowns to happen, expands into a region of possibility. Woo woo. Now this one's a little bit short, but there's a lot of space in there that um, you'll um, just be kind of working on your own. I don't know how else to say it. There'll be a lot of pauses on my part to let you go on the journey and do what you need to do. Um, after you do this journey, to write down what happened for your own reference. Okay. I'm just going to take a drink. Here we go. Coming to settle and be at ease. Let's take three big, deep breaths. Three big, deep breaths. And on one of those breaths, allowing eyes to close in their own timing. Begin to imagine a wave of comfort starting at the tips of toes and moving all the way up to the top of your head. Tips of toes and moving all the way up to the top of your head and then back down again to the tips of your toes. Breathing in, this wave of comfort again moves from the tips of your toes all the way up to the top of your head. And on the exhale, it moves all the way back down again to the tips of your toes. Each time you breathe, the wave of comfort moves up the body and back down again. The vibration from this wave becomes stronger and stronger, sending deeper and deeper comfort. And again, breathing in from the tips of your toes all the way up to the top of your head and back it down again on the exhale, moving even deeper and deeper into comfort just going to allow this wave of comfort to cycle around for a few more moments until you have a feeling of being completely at ease. Breathing in from the tips of toes all the way up to the top of your head and back down again on the exhale. Keep breathing 
Deep breathing. Feeling that nice comfort. Feeling it in every cell of your body, the entire fiber of your being. Just breathing. Feeling completely at ease. And now, this wave of comfort continues to work positively, comfortably, even when we count backwards now from five to zero in just a moment. And when I do, there's a becoming even more comfortable and at ease and relaxed at zero. And now at five, four, three, two, one, zero. Deeply, deeply relaxed. Deeply relaxed. Let's let the door of your imagination open. Walking through, discovering the unknown. Any or all of your senses heighten. Noticing the path beginning to curve. And then... There's a sense of walking along the shore of the unknown sea. What does it look like? How does it feel to be there? Continue walking and noticing out on the ocean a guardian of the underwater world comes to the surface. What does this being seem like? guardian is inviting come to the four deep caves under the sea each cave has someone who wants to show something of importance 
with this guardian, swimming and breathing underwater happens easily and freely. What is this trip undersea like? Going deeper and deeper down. Notice what you notice. Being brought by the guardian to the entrance of the deep caves. Going in, finding that it's dry inside. How does it seem? Describe or notice to yourself the discoveries in each of the deep caves, one by one. Notice what you notice so you can write it down later. I'll give you some moments to do this.
almost time to complete your cave journeys. Finish up what you're doing. Now that the feeling of this journey is complete, the guardian is there to return to the surface easily and effortlessly going up and up. The guardian shows thanks for coming to the deep caves. With that, going forward on the path. As you stand on the shore, you can turn and smile and think about, just for a moment, what an incredible journey you were just on. So, For now, while the images fade, recognize the good qualities of those images and the wonders of imagination. And at zero, to reinforce the importance of this journey, along with the positives, and now at one, with a deep cleansing breath in, as we begin to come up and out with a feeling of peace, a feeling of hope, a feeling of being open to unexpected possibilities. And at two, three, feeling confident, feeling relaxed, four, five, eyes open wide awake, say your name out loud, eyes open wide awake and say your name out loud, how are your caves, there was a lot of interesting energy created by all of you, thank you for that. If you um, ever feel like you would like to share your journey, you can send me an email, shannon at psychiccowgirl.com. I know, you know, doing these journeys on the radio show like this, sometimes such cool things happen and you really want to share it, but you don't know who to share it with. Well, you can share it with me and I will be delighted with you. (laughs) I find these profound, powerful, and amazing 
truly, truly enchanted by them. So I'm going to say goodbye. And next time I chat with you, it will be December. Where is this year going? Almost over. So have a great rest of the week and hugs. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L.com. dot